Welcome to this edition of PowerPoint with Jack Graham. A little later in the program, we'll tell you how you can get a copy of the book, The Bible Code. But first, here's the message, Developing a Full Throttle Faith. Things are changing and our culture is changing. It's amazing. In the last 30 years, the last 40 years, the cultural and sexual revolution in America and around the world. We are living in a disintegrating culture. We have to ask ourselves the question, why are Christians having so little impact and influence on our world? In America, we claim millions of Christians, millions of people who say they believe in Jesus, who say they believe in the Bible, who say they go to church, and yet we are making very little impact upon our culture. Why aren't we turning our world upside down as in the book of Acts they turned the world upside down, or might I say to turn the world right side up? Because the world is upside down and it needs to turn around. There are so many of us today who claim to be followers of Jesus Christ, so many, and yet we do so little. When we open the pages of God's Word to the first chapter of the book of Acts, we discover only a few followers of Christ. Disciples, apostles, they were not trained professionals. They were fishermen and tax collectors and the like. Ultimately, 120 gathered in an upper room is recorded in the first chapter of Acts. The Holy Spirit was poured out. And they went out from there and changed the world and reached their generation with the gospel of Christ. Their world was much like our world, perhaps worse. They lived in a pagan culture. They lived in a culture where religion was dead, phony, and hypocritical. And yet they did not allow their culture to conform them, to squeeze them into its mold, but rather they transformed the culture in which they lived. They became witnesses of the Lord Jesus Christ and an ungodly, immoral world was brought to its knees. How? One word, passion. The passion of Jesus Christ. The passion and the mission of Jesus poured out in them and through them a full-throttle faith that captured the hearts of a generation. What's wrong with the church today? The passion is gone. The fire, the fuel, the influence is so often missing among Christians and churches today. And that's why I want to take some time in the book of Acts to talk about this passion, the passion of Jesus. Now, it's important to remember that we find 
principles in the book of Acts that apply to every generation. The principles and the passion that we find here in the pages of the book of Acts, the fire, I'm praying will get off the pages of the Scripture and into our hearts. When you open the first chapter of the book of Acts and read verse 1, the former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach until the day in which He was taken up, after He through the Holy Spirit had given commandments to the apostles whom He had chosen, to whom also He presented Himself alive after His suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during forty days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Verse 7, And He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or seasons which the Father has put in His own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to Me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. The book of Acts is a bridge between the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and the letters or the epistles. Acts was written by Dr. Luke, the traveling companion of Paul the Apostle, also the author of the Gospel of Luke, which bears his name. Dr. Luke wanted us to know that the ministry and the mission and the passion of Jesus did not conclude at the end of the Gospels. Now Jesus finished the work that the Father sent Him to do. It was mission accomplished. When Jesus came, lived, died on the cross, rose again, and ascended into heaven. But it's important for us to remember that the passion of Christ continues. Now the church, the body of Christ, must finish the work that the Father has sent us to do. That's why Luke writes, this is the second volume. This is the second book. The first book, he said, was all that Jesus began to do and to teach. But it was just the beginning. Just the beginning. Because there's so much more that is to be done and accomplished. You might say that the gospel, the gospel of Luke and all of the gospels, were, was the end of the beginning. And now in the book of Acts, we have this new beginning as the church goes about the mission and the passion of Christ to fulfill the Great Commission. What an assignment. Jesus, no less than five times in all four Gospels and here in the book of Acts, gave us our marching orders. Our Commander-in-Chief, the King of the Kingdom, has said to us, go into all the world and to make disciples. What an incredible assignment to go into all the world. And the Apostles, as we today faced obstacles and impossible odds. It was a mission impossible. For one, their faith was weak. Peter and the other disciples had embarrassed themselves and embarrassed the Lord by their behavior. They were weak. They had failed. They had fled from the cross. 
only to be restored by the risen cross. And yet their faith was weak. And that is why Jesus, in the 40 days between his resurrection and ascension that we see here recorded in the first chapter of Acts, spent time talking with them and teaching them and encouraging them and equipping them. And he told them to wait before you go and fulfill the Great Commission. I want you to wait until the Holy Spirit comes and endues you, endows you with power. Because not only was their faith weak, but they lacked spiritual motivation and power and didn't know exactly what to do. You know, every Christian must experience two conversions. One is to get out of the world. That's conversion number one, is to get out of the world. We have been saved out of a world system that is going nowhere. That's conversion number one, and we can say a lot about that, but there's a second conversion, and that is that we're to get back into the world by taking the message of Christ and his cross and his resurrection to the world that so desperately needs him. People are lost without Christ. And so the first conversion is to get out of the world. You must be different in order to make a difference. And then our second conversion is to get back into the world. He has given us our calling and our commission he said it won't be easy. There will be obstacles. There will even be persecution. We live in a time when uh, in the name of tolerance, people will say things like, what right do you have to say that Jesus is the only way to heaven? How can you say it's in Christ and Christ alone that people are saved? Others are saying, don't impose your rules on us. There's no longer a clear standard of right and wrong. Moral standards are no longer absolute for everyone. And truth is being replaced by tolerance as the ultimate standard. And the church of Jesus Christ must respond passionately and powerfully and get beyond the bureaucracy of denominations and the anemia of church life that no, does not know the power and the work of the Holy Spirit. Again, I say Christians wake up and smell the culture. Too many hear the alarm sounding and God's people keep pushing the snooze button. God has called us to evangelize the world. And we must never apologize for that. Because that's what he's told us to do. And we need a fresh fuel. The passion of Jesus Christ. You're listening to PowerPoint with Jack Graham. And today's message, developing a full throttle faith. When you read scripture with the understanding that it's all about Jesus, you start to see the Bible in a whole new light you realize that the scarlet thread of redemption runs through each page. We want to help you see Jesus' constant presence throughout the Bible and in your life as well by sending you a book written by Dr. Graham's longtime friend, O.S. Hawkins, called The Bible Code. 
It's our thanks for your gift to help proclaim the good news all over the world through PowerPoint. So call now to request your copy when you give. Call 1-800-795-4627. That's 1-800-795-4627. You can also text the word CODE to 59789. And don't forget to visit jackgram.org where you can shop our e-store or give a gift online or sign up for Dr. Graham's free daily email devotional. Our website, again, is jackgram.org. And also be sure to sign up for Dr. Graham's podcast, Bible in a Year. Now let's get back to today's message, Developing a Full Throttle Faith. If you want to have a full throttle, passionate faith, and against all odds and obstacles, win and witness for Christ, number one, you need a clear, uncompromised obedience to the Word of God. That's why verses 1 and 2 speak of what Jesus began to do and to teach until the day that He was taken up. And in those days between the resurrection and the ascension, He gave commandments to the apostles whom He had chosen. He was counseling them and commanding them and delivering through them a message that is so vital. It's the Word of God. And so just as these disciples were fed the Word of God, fueled by the Word of God in those days, so must we allow the Word of God and the message of Jesus to captivate our hearts, to consume our spirits. That's where the passion is. When our lives have been transformed by the grace of God and by the Word of God, are you living in obedience to the teachings of Jesus Christ? Are you a follower? The philosopher Nietzsche once said, if you expect one to believe in your Redeemer, you must act more redeemed. Do your friends know that you are redeemed by the Redeemer of life, the one who is the Savior and Lord? It's when you, like these apostles, walk with Jesus in His Word that the fire begins to fill and to fuel your life. But there's something else that fuels our fire, our passion for Christ. And that is a courageous, confident faith in the Son of God. Look at verse 3 again. To whom he, Jesus, presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them forty days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. What ignited these early Christians was their confident, certain faith in Jesus Christ, who is, for one, the Redeemer King. Notice verse 3 says, after his suffering, after his suffering, that word can be translated passion. After his passion, after his pain, 
And he endured the cross, despising the shame, because he is our Redeemer King. The reason that we have such confidence in him and certainty in him is not arrogance, but it is boldness and certainty because we know that what he has done on the cross for us has changed us. We are forgiven. And because we are forgiven, because we have experienced his passion personally, our faith is more than just knowledge that it happened a long ago, but it is experience. He is our Redeemer King, but Jesus is not only Redeemer King, He is risen King. Because verse 3 says, He showed Himself alive by many infallible proofs. Now there are many reasons why you can believe in Jesus. If I were to ask you, why do you believe in Jesus? If one of your friends were to ask you, why do you believe in Jesus? How would you answer your friends? You know, the Bible says we're to be always ready to give an answer for the reason of the hope that is in us. So why do you believe in Jesus? Well, there are prophetic reasons for believing in Jesus. There are historical reasons for believing in Jesus. There are personal and biblical reasons for believing in Jesus, but ultimately, the reason we can say with such confidence and certainty that we believe in Jesus is because of the many infallible proofs that Jesus Christ is not only Redeemer King, He is risen King. He is alive. And there's no way that you can explain the Christian faith apart from the resurrection. Not only did Jesus die, but he walked out of the grave. And he demonstrated and displayed his life to his apostles. He was seen by 500 people on one occasion. The 40 days between the resurrection and the ascension of Christ, when Christ went back into heaven, was that time in which the core truth of the Christian faith was established. Without the resurrection, you have no faith. Ray Steadman, pastor and author, said this, This marvelous fact of the resurrection of Jesus is the bedrock upon which all Christian faith ultimately rests. Anytime you are troubled with doubts or are under attack for your faith, come right back to this fundamental fact. The Apostle Paul holds it up to us and says, look, if you want to destroy our faith, then disprove this fact. It all rests on this. If Christ is not raised, your faith is futile. It all rests on this fact that Jesus is alive by many infallible proofs, we can know that our faith is a living faith in a living Lord. You know, in the time of Christ, the Romans killed, crucified thousands of Jews. Thousands of Jews died on crosses in the Roman period. 
but only one Jew who was crucified rose from the dead. And he is Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah. Jesus is Redeemer King. Jesus is Risen King. But something else, Jesus is Reigning King. He is Reigning King. Look again uh, down in verse 9 of chapter 1. Now, when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly to heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. Jesus ascended. And one of the forgotten doctrines of the Christian church today is the doctrine, the truth of the ascension of Christ. Because the ascension of Christ signifies a completed work that his mission on earth has been accomplished, but it also signifies the continuing work. For Jesus has now ascended to the right hand of the Father, and he is on the throne of the universe. Jesus reigns and rules. Our Redeemer is risen, and he is reigning. But something else. He is returning king. For verse 11 says, This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in the same manner as you saw him go up into heaven. This same Jesus is coming again. And we look forward to that day when we can know and see him face to face. Now, the disciples were very interested in the coming of the kingdom. In fact, they were still confused. They thought it was going to happen at, at that time. And that's why earlier in the passage they said, Lord, Lord, when, uh, when are you going to establish your kingdom? When are you going to uh, come and rule on the earth? And Jesus said, it's not for you to know, but rather... I want you to stay here to get endued with power and then go into all the world and preach the gospel. You see, when you start talking about evangelism, even Jesus with his disciples, some people want to start talking about anything else but sharing their faith. They wanted to have a theological discussion about the second coming. They wanted to talk eschatology. But Jesus wanted to talk evangelism. He said, you will be endued and endowed with spiritual power. So he commanded them to wait. This brings me to my final point, by the way, and that is if you want to have a full throttle, passionate faith for our times, then make a complete surrender to the Spirit of God. He told them to wait on the Holy Spirit. And it's so important that Christians rely and rest in the promise and the and the purpose and the power of the Holy Spirit. Because to go without Him, to go without His Spirit, is to fail. And that is why Jesus said, go and wait. And that they did. They waited. And then He said, you will receive power. The Greek word is dunamis. We get our word dynamite from that word. The dunamis the dynamic, if you will, of the Spirit of God in us, enabling us to do something that we could never do ourselves. And yet Christians have tremendous power that needs to be unleashed because all of us 
have been baptized in Christ by the Holy Spirit. And then when we are filled with the Holy Spirit and fueled by the Holy Spirit, we are set loose, set free to tell others about Jesus Christ. God wants to do great things through you. You're listening to PowerPoint with Jack Graham and today's message, Developing a Full Throttle Faith. When you understand that Jesus is in every book of both the Old and New Testaments, the Bible will come alive in a way you've never experienced before. This profound truth is what led Dr. Graham's friend, O.S. Hawkins, to write his book, The Bible Code, Finding Jesus in Every Book of the Bible, which we want to send as a thanks for your gift today to help boldly proclaim God's Word through PowerPoint. As you read it, you'll gain a greater understanding of Jesus' presence throughout Scripture and His presence in your own life as well. So request your copy of The Bible Code when you call today. Call 1-800-795-4627. That's 1-800-795-4627. You can also text the word CODE to 59789. And don't forget to visit jackgraham.org where you can shop our e-store or give a gift online or sign up for Dr. Graham's free daily email devotional. Our website, again, is jackgraham.org. Pastor, what is your PowerPoint for today? Well, it's very important that we remember that when we share Christ, the Holy Spirit enables us. He enables us to engage this culture and to get the message through. It's the work of the Holy Spirit who takes the message of Jesus, of his cross and his resurrection, and then drives it home to the repentant and receptive heart. What we do as witnesses is simply tell what we've seen and what we've heard. The disciples couldn't help but speak what they had seen, what they had heard. You know, here in the 21st century, we're still telling the story of Jesus. Oh, we're doing it in new ways through media, through movies, through radio, television, through printed page. And yes, things are happening all across the world. And there's no doubt of the power of the Christian who possesses a clear and uncompromising faith in the Word of God, who lives a courageous and confident faith in the Son of God, and makes a complete surrender to the Spirit of God are fueled with the passion of Jesus Christ. We are bold, not because we are arrogant, but because we know something and we can't help but say what we know. We cannot help but to boldly proclaim this message of Jesus. And I'm grateful for every avenue that we have and every technology that we have and every opportunity that we have. But ultimately, friend, it gets down to you and me. If you want to make a difference in this world, if you want to influence this world for Jesus Christ, be fueled by the Spirit of God. Be filled with the Spirit of God. And then in His power and grace, live out the gospel every day. Someone you know needs to know Jesus. Share His love. Share His story. Share His gospel. It's the passion of Jesus Christ living and loving through you. And that is today's PowerPoint. Remember, when you give a gift to PowerPoint, we'll send you the book, The Bible Code, as thanks for your generous support. Call 1-800-795-4627. That's 1-800-795-4627. You can also text the word CODE to 59789. And join us again next time as Dr. Graham brings a message about how revival can once again sweep across our culture. That's next time on PowerPoint with Jack Graham. PowerPoint with Jack Graham is sponsored by PowerPoint Ministries. PowerPoint Ministries.